2080 Baseball Podcast. Travis Krenz and Evan Hendershot with you here at the end of June. Another episode here. I think it's about 15 or so. We've done about halfway through the season. Uh, get your abacus out and uh, <laughs> keep count. Got uh, stuff to talk about again this week. We've uh, been pretty busy doing shows here the past few weeks or so catching up. And uh, always got to talk about the Rockies, of course. But start with uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, should be back at some point this season, and all of a sudden Matt Adams is a world beater at first base, uh, and there's been some scuttlebutt that uh, Matt Adams is going to stay at first, and uh, you're going to put Freddie Freeman at third. Is this a good idea? Could this work? Oh, boy. There's different answers to those two questions. He does have experience at third base 10 years ago, right? <laughs> Which is basically to say he has no experience, no experience. at third base. Um, yeah, Adams has been really good. Uh, let's start there. Um, and this is a team that is, um, at 500 pretty much doing pretty well. Uh, looks like, um, Adams has at least a year of arbitration left. Well, how about this? Just to completely solve their plans, trade Matt Adams at an all time high. Cause you got them, you got him for a reason because there just wasn't a spot for him in St. Louis. They put him in the outfield. That was atrocious, mm-hmm. as would be expected. So how about you trade Matt Adams, because his value should never be higher, even though you just got him a month and a half ago, and he's played unbelievable. Oh, well, I mean, he's always shown that he can hit. Uh, but, yeah, I think um, some team would be willing to bring him on. Some com- contending team would be willing to bring him on and give you uh, a decent uh, player for him. It sounds to me like the Braves don't particularly want to do that uh, for some unknown reason i think they think they can compete uh next year it looks like he'll be arbitration eligible for next year so they'll be able to hang on to him um but at the expense of moving your best player could play the outfield uh, third base like well freddie freeman is really one of the uh, the five best hitters in baseball now i think we're it's gonna move him it's not unique to move your best player to a um, another position. However, for example, if you're the Braves, you moved Chipper Jones in 2001 from third base to 2002 left field. Um, that was strange at the time. Um, and then they ended up moving him back after a few years, uh, or maybe even one year, or it looks like a few years. Um, but the Braves have done this before. Um, I think if you were willing to do it for a year and a half or two, it would be fine. Um, and then it would boost his versatility if you were able to move him around the diamond. I don't love it, though. If you have a great player at a position, keep him there. Um, but I don't know if you have any thoughts. I mean, I found one other example of a, a time this is legitimately done first to third with no experience uh, for a long time. Um, but I, I, do you have any thoughts initially, I guess? Like I would trade Matt Adams. I mean, I would, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. I would say trade let's him. say Let's say the Braves don't want to do that. What do you do? Mm, petition to have the DH. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I agree there. Yeah, because it was odd that they, they they signed Ryan Howard to this minor league deal. I don't know what they were going to do with him if he performed, and he never performed, so he's done. They trade Matt Adams, which, okay, they need a first baseman for two months while, while he's out. It's like, well, okay, he can be a guy, but then what do you do with him when Freddie Freeman comes back? And I'm like, well, we might switch uh, Freddie Freeman to third. It's, I don't know, I've, I've just not, I haven't uh, liked what the Braves have done a ton here. Uh, it's been okay, but I, I just don't see them them being good here as they're 
back to 500 now. I just don't see them competing and this rebuild uh, being a success in the next five years. This is just another uh, odd move that I was like, what, what's the point? Like, you know, I, I understand bringing in Fat Bartolo and Bob Allen Dickey for a year mm-hmm. to take some time, but I would be much more uh, receptive to giving a young guy a chance to say, okay, this year, we don't care what you do. Uh, they, they, they can't do any worse than what those other two guys have done with, you know, ERAs of five. Go out there, take your lumps, figure it out this year. This is what this year is for. Mm-hmm. So the next year, we can, we can maybe do something. So. I think the Braves thinking is they need to compete this year and next year uh, in the new ballpark. Um, don't build a new stadium after 20 years. That's well, I, I don't. They did. feel like they built it. I feel <laughs> didn't the taxpayers build well, it? Yeah, don't uh, don't uh, <laughs> say we want a stadium and then give uh, get. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the okay. Here's the thing: the Braves want to compete, so we have to think of this in the frame of mind of the Braves right now, which is an unfortunate way to think. Terrible. Um, but it it is what it is. So if you're the Braves in this situation, you want to keep Matt Adams at first base. You can move Freddie Freeman to third if he's okay with it for a few years. Um, you do only have Freeman under contract for four more years after this year. Um, so if, assuming you don't re-sign him, um, it won't really matter. So I was looking around the league, couldn't find anyone right now. There is no one who's ever done this that is in the league right now, no. a first base to third base move. Everyone does it the opposite way. Teixeira did it the opposite way, became a superstar first baseman at, uh, defensively. Um, guys do that all the time. Um, so I had to look around. Uh, after a long time of looking, I found Joe Torre uh, in from 69 to 1970 was the was the shift here, and I should give credit as much as I did research before and then found this afterwards. Apparently, FanRag Sports did found found this first this Joe Torre comparison, um, which is unfortunate for me. But I just wanted to run down this. So Joe Torre is obviously a, a Hall of Famer as a manager, but he's a fringe Hall of Famer as a, as a hitter. He was very good um, from 60 to 69. No third base, catcher, first base is what he played. Uh, this is 1196 games, 4,700 plate appearances, no third base. Um, good throwing catcher, so that helps. Um, caught more, 41% caught stealing compared to a league average of or of, of 38% over that 10-year span. So clearly, he has one of the tools a third baseman needs, uh, especially if you don't have range. Mm-hmm. Um, but third base, 951 fielding percentage, and I know fielding percentage isn't. Uh, a great indicator, but that's what he became when he played third base for 4,300 innings. Doesn't seem good. 95%. Uh, it's well, here's your, here's your, here's your comparison. So Nolan Arenado right now is nine, nine, five is where he's at first in the league. Pretty good. He's doesn't even, yeah, he's it's stupid. You go down to your middle guys for qualifiers, uh, tied for 16th at nine fifty five. So so about Joe Torrey's level, this is what you're thinking. This is what you're getting when you're Joe Torrey. And I know fielding percentage is not a great indicator of actual defense because if you can't don't have range, you can't get to a ball as much and it won't look like an error. But for comparison's sake, if you have Freddie Freeman, if he can be like what Joe Torrey was at third base, he will be equal to Trevor Plouffe and Todd Frazier, which is not great. Middle of the pack, tied for 16th in the league right now. Um, so the question here is if you're the Braves and I'm making you the Braves in this situation, mm. do you want a, I, I think we can compare Tory to Freeman considering hitting ability here. Would you want a star hitter, um, playing middling defense 
Um, or would you want probably a less than good, probably below average, uh, bottom of your 40 man guy being bad at offense and also playing middling defense at third base? That's the question you have to think to yourself. Do you want a star offensive player or probably a below average offensive player and probably the same amount of defense, um, assuming Freddie Freeman can transition over there. So that's the question. Do you want Trevor Plouffe defense, Joe Torre offense, or do you want um, Trevor Plouffe defense, Trevor Plouffe offense? <laughs> I want the first one. So exactly. So, want, and if, yeah, if he's not terrible uh, defensively, you can put him there. I would also, uh, yeah, if, if that's what the Braves have to do, do that because they have nobody at third right now. I convinced myself after this after this Joe Torre thing. Joe Torre should be worse at defense than Freddie Freeman. I would assume if you put Freddie Freeman over there, looking at his athleticism, um, quickness, uh, hands, um, he's thinner than Torre was. Um, I would think he'd be a little bit better than Joe Torre at defense at third base, but probably not much. So. Essentially, after kind of looking at it in this frame of mind here, I think it would be fine. I Again, this all comes back to trade Adams, and this isn't a problem at all. Yeah. Or you could also trade Matt Kemp and uh, put him in left field. Considering the, is it the Dodgers or the Padres paying Kemp? Both. Okay. They're both paying a total of $6 million of his contract, so he's making almost $22 million. Minus six of that, we're down to around fifteen. Uh, the Braves, I assume, would not want to pay anything because that's not I what they're in the thing they for. Are, yeah. They could pay five million though; that would help. That would could get Kemp's uh, contract down to ten for the team that's paying him. So he's due uh, forty-three million the next two years. But the Dodgers and uh, Padres are paying twelve million of that, and he's having a really good year. Can't play defense though. He'd be a great DH. Great DH. Uh, maybe he, the Yankees. He could strikes maybe... me as a guy who wouldn't want to play DH though. Well, then you're t- you're hurting yourself. I just don't see him as the type who is going to want to do that. The thing about him, though, is you could play him. He won't work for the Yankees because they have Matt Holiday. But first um, base, no first base. Kemp, sure. I'd rather put Matt Holiday at first base. He hasn't looked so bad there so far, mm-hmm. which is encouraging. Um, but uh, Kemp hits very well. I think if you played him four games a week in the outfield, three at DH. Uh, you'd be getting a really good hitter, and then you could make this trade. And um, I mean, essentially, uh, you'd be up a really good hitter, and you probably wouldn't have to give up too much for Matt Kemp. Um, but yeah, Kemper Adams could go. Uh, Markakis could go. I don't know how much you're going to get for Nick Markakis or if anyone wants him, but he's basically being the same old Nick Markakis. Um, yeah, I'd say trade all of these guys before you. Um, make that move but if you look at who was playing third base for them before is adonis garcia who stinks um at everything all facets of the game mm. so uh, compared to that uh, freddie freeman and matt adams would be a pretty uh good pair in the middle of the lineup um considering so um maybe i don't know maybe you try it i guess this is, is kind of what i've come down to on this the wild card is not up for grabs this year so that's another thing to consider um but maybe you could try it Give it a try and see what happens. Yeah, I think we're not going to convince the Braves if they don't if they want to do it. Uh, they're going to do it. So, and I think <laughs> they will. Might as well try it and uh, see where you go. It'd be exciting to see him try it for Braves fans. I think uh, also terrifying to see him 
probably get hurt there mm. uh, doing something he's never done before but or as a professional um i just thought it was an interesting situation uh the fact that i had to look back about 40 plus years to find a good comparison is a bad indicator of how successful this probably works uh in almost virtually every situation so there are some reasons why people don't do things that they they should do things uh because they've never happened before doesn't mean you shouldn't try it uh, this one i mean third base is a pretty tough position to play yes uh pretty big guy first base we'll see what happens there well look at ryan braun uh, he came up as a third baseman um nope that didn't Nope. <laughs> that didn't work out so well nobody's so he, moving to a harder position exactly that's the thing so if you're moving defensively you're moving to an easier position yeah that's basically why you everyone starts out as a shortstop and then goes elsewhere um everyone when they're in little league that was good was a shortstop or a catcher in unique situations or a pitcher um but mostly a shortstop uh, and then they all find worse places to go because they're too big and slow or mm -hmm. bad arm or no range um, and yeah, nobody, nobody in almost any situation is going to a more challenging position. Um, even outfielders trying to move from like right to center sometimes struggle really, really badly. So you do it for a while, but not to full time. Right. Exactly. So I, uh, I wouldn't encourage the Braves to do this move, but if they want to make this move, um, I've found Thumbs a pretty up. good justification that, that it would be fine. Something that, uh, apparently is, is a rule. You have to have a five man rotation. You can't have a four-man, you can't have a six-man. You have to have five starting pitchers, and they almost start one day after each other. Rockies, uh, a couple years ago, tried the four-man deal for a time, which wasn't great. But the difference this year is that their pitchers are really good, and they have, believe it or not, too many good pitchers. I don't know if I want to say really good. Apparently, um, while I was watching the uh, drag of a Rockies-Dodgers game, though, today, Sunday, as we're recording this, um... Sensatella was in the bullpen. Oh my heavens! What the hell are we doing? He is. Oh at my four God. seven nine ERA right now four nine seven fifth. So look at all of his wins. Though. Look at all of his wins. That <laughs> well, does suck for Ellie. You have to. I mean, it's encouraging. Bud Black is their manager, so he wouldn't make Sensatella this. If he isolates Sensatella as as the worst starting pitcher that they have, um, I would trust Bud Black more than mostly every manager in the league right now. Yeah, his, his last uh, five games, they're not going to get given up four runs, three runs, four, five, gave up nine in five innings against the Rockies this week. So, uh, rookie Waller, whatever, he's won, despite pitching poorly, he's won, or his team has won two of those five games. He's also not a great peripheral stats kind of guy. Uh, if you look at the the best, he doesn't strike anybody the, out. The best indicator of a, of a good pitcher is strikeouts per nine. He's only a 6.4. Um, or I think the best and easy, easy indicator of like, is this guy good or not? And he has a lot of strikeouts as a starter. Typically, yes. However, okay, you move him to the bullpen. This is still not solve our problem. They have seven, seven pitchers. Oh yeah, because uh, Gray is coming back next week. Yeah, so he's a guy. So who you're thinking then? Uh, Chatwood, Senzatella, Freeland, Anderson. Oh. Anderson got hurt today. Well, good, because Anderson is solved. by far the worst. I mean, he's awful. Yeah, I would so put him in the uh, pen, too. Move him to the bullpen and just put him on the DL. He's no good. I don't know if it was a long-term injury or whatever, because uh, I came from halfway through that game. No, well, felt like halfway through. I watched like two and a half hours of it or listened to it. But um, I think Anderson hurt his knee, they were guessing, because that's what it usually is with him. 
So there you go. That's your that's your solving of the problem. But then the thing is, though, have, the yeah. thing is, Anderson was really good last year. So it's not like you want to get rid of him. Get rid of him. I mean, he was really good. So you have, you have Tyler Chatwood, who was a guy. He walks uh, way too. I think he had eight walks on Saturday. Kyle Freeland is also a guy who's done very well. He's better, but he's going the Senzatella route where he you, you can see him faltering quick because he walks a lot of guys and he strikes he strikes out or maybe less even and walks more. For, like, for, for, for next year or a couple of years on the road, you have all these guys, all these mm-hmm. rookies. Uh, Herman Marquez mm-hmm. done well again. Uh, Jeff Hoffman got absolutely thrashed his last start, but I, still he's looked really good. I like him yeah, a, a ton. Uh, and then you have John Gray, who folks like more than me because show me something, John Gray. Strike out some guys. Got to stay healthy, whether it's your arm or your big toe. Just mm-hmm. be out there. You have to be out there now. So John Gray, Jeff Hoffman, uh, Chatwood, Freeland, Marquez. You got Senzatel in the bullpen now, apparently. Tyler Anderson, who isn't any good this year. So you have seven guys, and their bullpen is already good. So I don't know if Senzatello will stay in the bullpen, I should say. Uh, he was in the bullpen, literally in there. Sitting there. So um, that is a usually a good sign that so they he's, have, he's the guy. I mean, if we're going in through next year and all these guys are healthy and ready to go, what do you do with them? Because they're all seem to be uh, pretty good. Um, John all right, gonna say, be there. say you're starting the year. Um, I'd be absolutely uh, fine starting is, six guys. Yeah, I wouldn't. Why don't you like this? Because... I hate to say this because it usually goes against the bullpen argument that we always make, but these guys are trained in the minor leagues to pitch on that five-man rotation, um, and odds are good that the five-man rotation would return after a month or two if they tried six. So it's one of those things where you're like, maybe it's not worth throwing them all off. Um, The thing is they're all younger, though, so that kind of... is is makes it work a little bit more maybe um i like having five throughout the season just because you don't want to narrow it down to four six would be better than four uh four you'd probably tend to get your guys overworked i think and the the idea is like you would pitch them really no more than five innings the other thing i don't like about six is um bullpens are getting more specialized now because that works um there's all of the evidence in the world that specialized bullpens where you're putting guys in in specific situations that are made for them, that works. Um, there's a reason bullpens are getting these crazy high strikeout guys and these guys that are ERAs are way down um, because they're played in situations that that helps them. If you have a six-man rotation, you probably have a six-man bullpen, and that's not good. Um, I hate the idea of a six-man bullpen. Solution um, to this problem, then you make one of these starters a that super reliever guy that goes every time he's in, he's going two or more innings. Oh, I would 100% rather do so that. That's the solution here. You have, um, you'd you probably pick, do you that know. with Anderson, I would pick if he can't come back to form because he's the best strikeout guy. Um, and he always he's also the perfect guy for this because he's good like the first guys through the through the lineup and then uh, they see him and they crush him. So um right now if it's me hoffman's a starter for sure uh gray you're probably going to keep as a starter for sure freeland has earned himself a shot uh marquez i'd say has earned himself a shot and then chatwood that'd be your five and then they would leave uh senzatella and anderson i would put senzatella in triple a if he's still pitching like he is to start the year and i would put anderson 
in the pen if he hasn't figured it out yet. And that would be my solution. Well, uh, there's a good chance that Greg Holland won't be there next year. So if they, if they want to give him... I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. They'll give him whatever, you know, $15 million or $12 million, whatever he's going to ask for. They gave him a chance. Don't, uh, well, he will. He well, yeah, obviously, we, when we talked to the uh, beat writer guy, he's like, yeah, he kind of wanted to come here because at the time it was, why would you want to go to Colorado? And apparently, he liked it enough to to go there. Yeah, um, they have a vesting option with him if he fifty games finished. If, if Trump is still president, he has to stay. <laughs> or fifty games pitched, or thirty oh, games, yeah. or thirty games finished. Uh, I would say ever. he's probably going to get both he's 25 saves now so he'll get 30 saves by the all-star break and games finished he's at 40 so he's gonna or no that was last year 29 game oh he's every game he's pitched is a game finished so he'll get there um they will have him on the team next year um and uh oberg hit 101 a couple days yesterday or uh, i couldn't uh kind of stunned by that um but he's been solid better than his era looks uh Jake McGee's kind of returned back to form, which is good because Dickerson's just on fire down in Tampa, so that would be embarrassing. And Ottavino uh, and his ridiculous number zero uh, also looks pretty good. So uh, as long as they get rid of Jordan Lyles, I think they'll be on the right track. The Rockies, uh, kind of a rough week from that for them, but they're still I have a seven-game lead, seven-eight game lead in the wild card. That's how good they were. Dodgers just rolling, folks. Alex Wood is a superstar. Mm. Um the Braves are stupid for trading him, and that seemed like that at the time, even. Uh, but uh, Alex Wood is good, and that's why that's why his name is Wood. Um, it was on purpose, rhyming. Good. And Clayton Kershaw, of course, great. And McCarthy uh, looked good, but today that was good. Um, he was throwing in one inning. He threw like three balls that were like five feet off the plate, like way. Wait, and catcher had no chance. Do like, you think Buxton was up there or what? I don't know, but it was like uh, one of them, the first one in particular, was just right-handed batter on the ma- on the uh, at the plate, and he just throws one like probably three feet of the batter's box on the left side, and it's like what in the world? That when you see that, you're like, this is an injured man. Mm. When you see that many of those, um, I don't know what injury it is, but that is discouraging. Um, but Ryu's been solid. Um, They've won 15 of 16. Yeah, and... They uh, are rolling. And uh, Ballinger is very, very good. Amazing. Um, Peterson, they've kind of found a decent role for him. Rich uh, Hill, he's throwing. He's healthy. Yeah, he'll he's see about that. Taylor, you, you'd mentioned, is good. Hernandez is good. Yeah. Um, Barnes has been a really good catcher slash infielder, which is a rare... Uh, thing oh he's not a pitcher like some of our jimenez pitcher catcher outfield yeah but jimenez can't really do anything but uh be behind the plate and catch and pitch when he they're losing so he apparently i missed it again this week he came in and pitched they were down nine or jimenez sorry i love it i love it when he comes in to pit i hope he pitches 10 more times this year well i hope you're right because that will mean the twins are losing if you're gonna lose let's get that run differential up to minus 100 let's also while we're mentioning the Dodgers, Justin Turner is uh, so good. Um, so he, good, good on them for getting him for a pretty reasonable price. He fits my candidate. Uh, I don't think he is yet eligible for the batting title. He's maybe probably a dozen short, if that, right now. He's sitting 393, so he's the perfect candidate of he missed a couple of weeks. A high average, 
if you're going to hit 400 or come close, you're going to have to get the minimum number of at-bats. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he gets hurt maybe one more time to miss like a week or two. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> Limit his at-bats. Hopefully he can be like, you know, hitting 380 in, yeah, uh, in August. Yeah, he definitely won't be hitting 400 in August, I'll tell you that. Hitting 393. Well, yeah, Dodgers are good, and I'm glad I picked them to win the World Series. I feel like a smart person, despite how easy it is if to you pick had the, the Dodgers. If you had the over of 20 minutes for you to mention that, uh, you won. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're at 24 minutes. I, minutes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause it. And it is just like 100 times better that you pick the Giants. It just... I they're love not, it. They're not uh, mathematically eliminated. Uh, Melanson's been so bad. Uh, what a bad signing that was. Who could and have seen this coming? No, yeah, I couldn't. Terrible. I, I couldn't have seen. I was like, well, okay, maybe they'll win. Uh, 80, oh, they, they eighty was, games or something. Win five. Yeah, they're not certainly going to be the worst. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny how bad they've been. So they've been terrible. <laughs> That's why I love that the Dodgers have been extra good too. They've been awful. Uh, but I think you made a risk picking the Giants. So oh, yeah, uh, I did not go with the uh, easy I know, route I, I like the Dodgers. Houston. Houston for not, is uh, another one you probably or because I've or never liked Cleveland. I don't like speaking of Cleveland. A good little sweep for uh, for my Twins. Be uh, don't don't ever play at home. Don't ever come back. Yeah, let's just say the Twins Stand are uh, still not great looking. Um, but thirty nine and thirty four, twenty three and nine away from home. They sweep Cleveland. It's weird. They, you know, I don't think. Um, I think that's just a. A, thing. a weird coincidence. I don't think it's anything particularly scientific. It's interesting, but I, I think know. it's, it's, it's got to, once once it becomes this where you are like 15 games better. It's I don't know what it is. Um, we'll fa- I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting though. Um, I think um, Irv Santana pitched the worst uh, six six inning shutout I've seen. He gave up nine hits. Like there were two guys on base every inning, didn't give up any walks, struck out seven. So I'm convinced he's gonna really <clears throat> something. I, I'm just convinced he's gonna really kind of fall fall apart pretty soon here. That's like it's one of those things. He was pitching last, uh, I think last Monday Tuesday when we were doing the show, and he gave up uh, like five six runs and in five innings to Chicago. Still got the win. Uh, here he goes six innings, no runs. So it's really uh he gives up five or he gives up none. There's really no in between right now. Yeah, he's uh he's an interesting fella. And the bullpen <laughs> was very good. Uh series they outscored him 13 to 2. Shut out on Friday night, shut out on Sunday night. So they're a game uh, half game ahead. So two and a half back to begin the week. Go to Cleveland. They have Boston for four coming up Monday. So interesting well, to see what happens there. Good luck. Good luck to him. I'm intrigued. I'm I hope they lose more, of course, but it is what it is. We'll see. It is. What else we got in the, uh, a few, just a few notes uh, here. I found some stats uh, from fan graphs that were interesting. Uh, Rockies, they've allowed the lowest uh, fly ball percentage at 30%. Well, that's probably good for them. That's good for them. That's how you win where they play. Uh, Tigers, highest fly ball percentage at 39%. Tigers are not good. Mm-mm. Uh, the, the Orioles, uh, obviously they had that to run of five or more runs given up. A record 20 consecutive games. Uh, they only allowed three runs yesterday. So bad, bad Orioles. Bad pitching. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, that's expected from them, really. What American League second baseman leads in home runs with 14 and slugging percentage at 540? 
American um, League second baseman. I just got to run down through the teams here. Very real quick. good, very good, uh, very deep position. This guy leads in home runs with 14, slugging percentage of 540. Oh boy! I was like, is it Jed? Not Jed. Oh, I don't know then. Jonathan oh. Scope. Oh, Scope, who um made a made a made a huge mistake not going by Shoop. Uh, <laughs> I think what did he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You could say shooped one out every time you know Shoop. Um, yeah, but uh, Scope's. I mean, he's always been a power guy. So, uh, of all the guys, Cano and Dozier and all these guys, he's, Kipnis, he's the one. Altuve. He's the guy. Yeah, a lot of good second baseman in the AL though. Let's see. Padre pitchers lead the majors. Fifty uh, percent ground ball rate. Very good for the Padres. Yeah, uh, and it's working out really well for them too. They're winning all sorts they're not, of games. They're not in last, so it's good for them. <laughs> well, it's the Giants' fault though. Uh, Tigers, uh, they give up the fewest ground balls, so they give up the most fly balls and the fewest ground balls at thirty-nine percent each. Huh. So they are very bad at both. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, that's um, you can stake my reputation on that. Good. They're not good. Uh, Forty-nine White Sox as a team apparently had sixty-five triples and forty-three homers. Huh. Weird. Weird. Uh, Milwaukee closer, Corey Kniebel. How do you say it? I, maybe. <laughs> uh, he set a big league record. He struck out at least one batter in each of his first 39 appearances this season. He's a 2.3 win player, apparently. Pretty good. To a Kniebel. Kniebel, 38, uh, at least uh, one strikeout every time he's pitched this season. Aroldis Chapman held that record. 37 straights. He's been good, and uh, while he wasn't fantastic last year, he did have 10.5 Ks per nine last year, so he's up that by five. Just think how much but, better the Brewers' bullpen would be if they would have kept Brandon Kinsler, my heavens. Well, think of how much worse it would be if they would have kept Francisco Rodriguez. So yeah, that kind bad. of is a, uh, uh, I guess, you win some, you lose some. Evens out. Yeah. And on the state, 1989, New York Mets did not record a single assist. Oh, well... Hmm. They beat the job. They beat. I'm the trying Phillies. to think of a joke. Uh, oh, too late. It would have been nice if I would have pulled a Stephon Marbury. Uh, Marbury yes. <laughs> reference there, <laughs> but I, it was too slow. I couldn't do it. Five to one. Mets beat the Phillies in 1989. Sid Fernandez and Rick Aguilera combined for 13 strikeouts. So oh, that'll do it. That's about half of your outs. The other outs came whether it was in the air on a pop up or a ground ball to the first base. Hmm. There were no. Outs on the bases, there were no ground balls to second, third, or short. Very, very strange. Not indeed. a ground ball pitcher, catcher. Very well, strange. Pop ups indeed. and grounders to first. Yeah, that is interesting. You sound very not interested. No, I'm trying to <laughs> uh, uh, speaking think of, of. I bet that didn't even happen in the 20 strikeout games. <clears throat> Clemens, Wood, Johnson. I'd be interested to see if that's ever happened before. I just found it said, oh, that happened. That maybe it, it's had to have happened before. I, yeah, I was trying to think of like who, who else would have. You'd have to find a game with a lot of strikeouts. Because this game, 13 strikeouts, a lot. Because you'd think, you'd think in those 20 strikeout games, there's probably seven. like you a, need seven. There was probably like a ground ball to short or something. Um, or a bunt or something like that, which would be terrible. Um, Dyson did that, though, a couple days ago. Yeah, I can't think. I would, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Who, who, when else could that have ever happened? But I don't. It's had to, just so many games. Right, yeah, but I can't think well, of we'll recently, though. We'll take a peek. Uh, very interesting on Saturday. Uh, a friend of the program uh, says, if there's a, you know, he'll say, go outside. If there's like a, you know, a bad game out there, yeah, you'd probably go outside this afternoon instead of watching this. 
Uh, he said go outside for Kyle Gibson versus Corey Kluber yeah. on Saturday. Kluber went seven innings, <clears throat> gave up three hits, <clears throat> two runs not earned, and struck out 13. And then uh, Kyle Gibson struggled through four and two-thirds and did not get through the fifth. Hmm. And, who who uh, said this? Uh, not not Marcus. No, some other, other, gentleman. Some other fellow. Uh, Twins won that one four to two. Bullpen was outstanding this weekend, so that's a large part of why they won. And uh, Chris Jimenez hit a home run as oh, he started. Boy. He was the starting, uh, let's see, he started in left field. Weird. In, uh, on Saturday. Not exactly the power bat you're hoping for in left field, but he did hit a homer, he so what do homer. I know? I don't. He's been unbelievable. You look at uh, baseball references, war, uh, Maurer, Buxton, Jimenez all have the same war, about oh, boy. 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.4. Uh, fan graphs all has the same war. Baseball reference does not. Uh, Maurer's like at one point something, Buxton's at one, Jimenez barely registers, so... I would maybe give credence to that one more because, well, you would expect mm-hmm. Maurer and Buxton to be worth more than the backup catcher. You would expect that, but... It also uh, pitches. Yeah, you know, baseball's weird. And the the hunt for uh, 200 is still back on. We're at 202 <laughs> now for Buxton. He's been over 200 for several weeks in a row, uh, but he has not... Uh, 210. 210, he stopped out at 210 at the end of a game. He's at 202 right now so hmm not a good dude oh for four on saturday with three yeah. strikeouts yeah he's uh not great at hitting no so some of those guys that uh like detroit uh usually a buyer they usually don't sell all that often uh well, but they probably they, will now they may have some guys that they should sell uh any of those guys as we move on to a trade deadline we're about a month away you have a list of 10 guys. Wait, oh. So what do we got here? So uh, I think MLB Trade Rumors' is top 50 deadline candidates came out Saturday, the updated version. They do an update like every week now or so. So I wanted to ask you three questions, very important questions. Mm. Who will be dealt first of these 10? Uh, who is the best of these 10 because they rank them on like tradeability just and the contract. best period or best, best giving in all the best no other not even taking what all, player would you want how much do they make no nope. how old are they nope none of that Who's who do best? you think would be the best to help you win the world series for the end of the year um and uh who, the twins who, specifically who you, or anybody anybody and then who would you want for the twins okay. considering contract how much you ha- and how much you'd have to trade for them okay so here's your here's their top 10 David Robertson, J.D. Martinez, Pat Neshek, Jed Lowry, mm. mighty Jed Lowry, Jose Quintana, Yonder Alonso, Addison Reed, Justin Wilson, Brad Hand, and Sonny Gray. So what's the first question? Who who do you think is going to be dealt first? Who's going to be dealt first they, of those 10? They, they are kind of listed in order of that. Um, but mm. who do you think is going to be dealt first? Neshek. I agree. I think it is going to be Pat Neshek. And I, I heard, yeah, he, there's a deal out there now, and if any time the Phillies want to do that, uh, Phillies, they have... Loads of guys that can help. And he's been awesome. He has uh, been great. 0.61 ERA, uh, 8.5 Ks per nine, uh, 1.2 walks, uh, 0.3 homers, which is better than he's ever done. Um, really good. And uh, I don't think he has a contract beyond this year. No. Mm-mm. So he'd Cheap. be an expiring guy. You'd probably have to give up uh, a few baseballs for him. Yeah, probably like a not a lot. Probably like your number twenty five prospect if you're a uh, if you're a average farm system I if you're a good that. farm system probably 30 if you're bad probably 20 or 18 
Um, all right, who's the best of the ten? The best of those ten guys, just who's the best? Who do you for this year right now? Who's the best? Oh, let's take a peek at this guy. What's this guy doing this year? Uh, JD Martinez is the best. Yeah, that's who I. <laughs> that's who He's I, the best. That's who I thought too. He's uh he hits man, and uh, he's the best. Forty games, twelve homers. So I think I would take that too. And he can't really play defense, but you could he's play. A free him, agent man. too this year, so he should get paid many millions. Yeah, the thing about him is, uh, you would have to probably. Yeah, DH and we're playing him left, and you'd have to probably give a, a pretty decent prospect in return, uh, considering the, um, I guess, how many teams will be going after him. Uh, that'll probably drive up the price, and you'd probably have to give a pretty pretty decent prospect, which for the Twins um, isn't a ton of players on their, in their farm system. Um, if you're the Braves or the Yankees or the White Sox or something like that, it wouldn't be so hard, um, but only one of those teams is a contender. And then who would you want for the Twins, considering how much you'd have to trade and what's left on their contract? So you could have a longer-term guy. David Robinson, Robertson would be the best pitcher, but he would probably uh, be making $13 million next year, so you'd probably have to give up a pretty good stack of folks or to get just him. Or take on his money. I'd be fine with me. I'd more than... I don't know if... The, I don't him. think the Twins would do that. They would not. I'd so be more than willing to, out. to pay overpay for a guy that I know. I know he's he's been around long enough. I know what I'm going to get. I know what I'm going to get, and what I'm going to get is very good. Yeah, I'd say the less money you want to take on, the more you'd have to give up. Though I'll give. I'd rather take the money on and give up the players. I don't think the Twins would do that That's though. Stupid. So like the Yankees, I they think passed. They're wrong with this. Well, yeah, the Yankees, they can freaking give up anything. Yeah, I th- and they have a million guys, so I feel like they could give like their 25th prospect there and just be like, here you go, we'll take on all his money next year. Like, Because you say they need a bullpen guy. The Yankees? But they got Ugh, Chapman, and man, they got they the Tances, and they, they got Clippard. They got all the... They Ugh, got, what a disaster Clippard's been got, lately. I'll, like, take, I'll take him, I'll take him. Fine. I, got <laughs> three, I mean, they got three really good guys. Clippard is not that anymore. I'm going to You don't up. like Clippard anymore. Every Yankees fan on the planet is just furious at him in the last like week or I so. I saw his name trending on Twitter, so I'm like, ah, oh, I can't be. Good. Yeah, it's been really bad. I, I mean, he's a good pitcher, but with that being said, not this last week he isn't. Um, I'll get you some game logs here. Don't it's worth it, talking about. Don't let it cloud your judgment. These, uh, these so uh, here's the last uh, six games for him. Um, not good. And I'm not even counting inherit, last, last inherited runners rating. Okay, three, yeah. Three uh, runs in a third of an inning, two runs in no innings, and four runs in an inning. That was a nothing, you know, game. They were down four to one when he came in, and he left four runs. And um, So it didn't cost you a game? Uh, no, but all like all the other ones did. Uh, there was another one where he allowed, uh, he blow, blew a save, allowed a run. It's cost you one game, maybe two. Uh, no, two, two games, two for sure. Two um, games. His, his ERA has gone from one point seven three to nearly five. He's jumped um, up three runs in the matter of two weeks. He has allowed um, nine runs this week. It's cost. It almost cost another game too because he allowed an inherited runner to score in a game that they weren't up that much. And then um, a couple of days before that, he allowed a run. Um, before that up, he was great they ended up losing essentially since june 4th he's been terrible um so i would say the yankees 
need two relievers or one really good one. And it doesn't help that Adam Warren's in the DL right now. That's kind of a killer. Um, but I'd say two would be ideal. Uh, Robertson and uh, Nishak, there you go. Justin Wilson intrigues me from Detroit. I like Wilson. He used to be on the Yankees. They traded him for Chad Green, who's actually turned into a really good bullpen arm for the Yankees, uh, and Luis Sessa, who's starting for the Yankees while CeCe's out. So um, Wilson's good. Strikes out a lot of guys, uh, too. And, and Wilson is a cheap option arbitration next year, so he won't be a free agent for uh, for another season and uh, he would not make much next year. He'll cost a little bit, though, considering he was worse when they traded two medium prospects, pitching prospects for him. So now I would assume it's going to cost more than that. And then Pat Neshek, um, free agent. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, he, he would seem to be the cheapest option. And he's on the worst team, um, probably in baseball. So Just depending on what I would have to give up, Robertson, I would say no because I'm sure they would want a lot. And he was making a lot of money. Uh, I think Justin Wilson, because uh, he's what he's a lefty as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twins could use probably a lefty reliever. Uh, Nishek, yeah, Nishek. Or it, between those two, uh, Nishek's been there before, a long time ago. Uh, I guess I would just go with Nishek because I can't imagine that would cost you anything. And uh, he's been amazing. I think it would cost something. I because can't other, imagine te- other com- teams are going to want yeah. him. You're going to have to give up a guy who's probably more of a long shot, but you're going to have to give somebody up that you might not want to. Um, if it's going to cost the same, I'd rather have Justin Wilson. Then. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> for me, I'd want Robertson. Get him for next year, and um, he probably would cost you nothing because you're going to take on his whole contract next year. Say yes. And the Yankees have a zillion prospects, so you give up just a guy who you would have had to put on the 40-man anyway, um, and now you don't. Uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, last year they put uh, Ben Gamble on instead of Mason Williams, and uh, or they traded Ben Gamble and put Mason Williams on, uh, which was is a, Mason Williams the heir to the Mason jar uh, fortune? No, he's the um, Aaron Hicks of uh, New York, the, the the Minnesota version. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, he's been a, a top prospect before, um, and now he stinks. So, uh, yeah, I hate him. But <laughs> Ben Gamble over in. Uh, seattle tearing it up so there's there's so many relievers on this list in the top 10 and the top 20 mm-hmm. uh, oakland guys and miami guys i would take all of them yeah i and feel the, like a lot of these guys are going to get dealt too so uh twins you know. are gonna twins are gonna add a bullpen guy i just don't know who it is so i'm very interested to see who it is and hopefully well looking at the top uh both teams in in the american league houston probably won't add um, a bullpen guy yeah, I don't see them adding anyone just because I feel like I think they'll they'll add they'll add a pitching piece. I, I think they'll add like... a starter. Yeah, I don't think they'll add a bullpen guy. Um, but I would say at the of the teams that will probably bring a bullpen guy in, we're looking at Seattle. Um, Can't imagine Cleveland, Kansas but... City, maybe Minnesota. Oh, please, please, Kansas uh, City, Cleveland, please trade for people. Cleveland might. Uh, Toronto, <clears throat> even uh, Baltimore, probably uh, Tampa, Boston, New York. So there's going to be a lot of teams. Essentially, it's Oakland. Texas is definitely going to need one. Essentially, it's Oakland, Detroit, Chicago that aren't going to trade or are going to trade. So, like, we'll, we'll see where we're at a month from now. I think Baltimore should be uh, moving some guys. Baltimore doesn't have anyone because all their relief pitchers are hurt. Um, Brock. Brock's good, but I just don't see them trading him because they hate trading anyone good. It seems like Givens is awesome too, but I don't think they're going to trade him. So, um, I mean, it's going to be uh, all the National League teams are going to be trading. None of the American leagues are going to sell, so it's going to be Miami guys, 
Oakland guys are going to be selling. I'd be uh, fine with Miami. Uh, Chicago. Making some deals here. I think Miami's got some good arms, right? They've all underperformed for the most part, though, if I remember correctly. Barraclaw has been bad as far as walks. David Phelps. Phelps has been not as good as last year, but he's good. Ramos is, is not as good as last year, but he's good as well. Oh, uh, you look at the Reds. Hurt. Yeah, they're out. They fall out real quick, didn't they? Uh, Drew Storen. <laughs> I, I, I would take a chance on Drew Storen. Yeah, well, I hope. He's been good this year. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jaime Garcia. Jaime yeah, Garcia. Yeah, he'd probably be a starter. He should um, be. I should definitely get, get rid of him. But, yeah, there are a lot of decent bullpen guys available. I would like to see some teams making some damn trades right now, though. I'm starting to get antsy a little bit. I don't know about you. It's July next week, so trades. Let's get some. Yeah, get some what's trades the done. deal? I mean, the Matt Adams one worked out, so let's get some more going. You see, uh, this reminds me um, about talking about uh, really valuable players and how good they are, and how um, people, some teams, will need to bring up guys at the deadline that will help and uh, prospects you could trade. That kind of stuff. Yada yada yada. Tim Tebow promoted to high. Yeah, it's today. terrible. He's not, <laughs> he's not any good. He's terrible. I wanted the uh, slow, long uh, build build up there for the nobody. He's bad. But uh, oh, people like his exit velocity and his uh, He's power. He's in two twenty. Yeah, and he was in a no power, like mid, like middle a ball, not even um, high a. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. I love. I, I watched uh, or I compared this today. Tebow to Michael Jordan to Byron Buxton. They're all eerily similar. Yeah. Well. Uh, Tebow has no steals, so that's Jordan it. has thirty. Had thirty steals. Jordan could run. Uh, I think in Rob Nyer's thing that he wrote yeah. about him, he said that he. Uh, I think he said like uh, teams were would have considered bringing up as a kind of a speed guy. The problem is he needed to learn it a little bit better um, to kind of learn how to run against major league catchers. But um, you would think he'd be able to do that, right? Okay. He had thirty steals in one hundred and twenty-seven games. Uh, Buxton hit for a little more power, but they're on base and, and average are the same, low 200s, uh, and then the... Well, here's the thing. Michael Jordan got caught stealing 18 times. Well, that's not good. Uh, in double-A, though, that's not so bad, um, considering he hadn't played baseball in forever. You'd think he'd probably figure it out and actually get pretty good at it, I would think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would rather have uh, Buxton today than uh, 54-year-old Michael Jordan. I suppose. <laughs> I guess the... Ticket sales, though, that part of it. Ooh. So, I don't know. Nobody's going to see Byron Buxton. I don't, unless there's some, you know, uh, really, really poor uh, sucker out there who has hope still. You'll yeah. be seeing him in a few weeks. Ah, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> if he's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, trade, yeah, trade's very exciting. We've been talking about the trade deadline since before the season started. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, injury note. Julio Urias, not going to pitch for a long time. Uh, he's only 20 for the Dodgers. Hasn't done well, but he's 20, and he's going to have so shoulder surgery, and he's going to miss the next 12-plus months. So yeah, Peace sucks. maybe could have been in the bullpen for the Dodgers or something like that in the playoffs. He will not be there. Oops. Oops. That's what I always go to when somebody gets hurt. What? You know, it's one of those things. What can you do? Blake Snell's getting called up. He's not pitched well either. He would be uh, he'd be a good addition. Uh, Tampa's already good pitching wise, but uh, mm -hmm. he would be 
He'd be another piece of the pie. Yeah, I suppose. Um, they're probably they're hitting, so they're going to need. Um, I mean, they have four good starters. It's just a matter of uh, health. Uh, I guess they have three now because of the health issue. Um, they could definitely use another one, and uh, Snell would be a good good addition if he doesn't walk a hundred guys at every five starts. But it's a lot of base runners. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't 100 know. to 100. Uh, let's see. Chris Young was the guy, I think, two weeks ago. You should, should get out of here. He's like yeah. 38 years old. Yeah. Not good anymore, and Kansas City did that. Sounds like he still wants to pitch, though. So well, we'll I hope he, he has goes. fun pitching on, like, some terrible team cleaning up inning Phillies. There's a <laughs> but, yeah, he was bad. Like, um, very, very bad. Uh, there was no... St- Reason Upside. I don't know why. I don't know how he was good when he a couple like a year or two ago he was really good. I don't know how he was good. Well, he aged fast and uh, like he wasn't throwing out hard. hard back then. He wasn't striking anybody out, and it was just he, he's just no. getting contact on him. And fourteen point one fourteen point one hits per nine this year is is bad. So you have any uh, old guy or guy that's terrible that should not be playing? Yeah, I do. Of course. Um, we were talking about your uh, World Series pick earlier, the Giants. So Very good. Um, I've had enough with this guy. Um, Matt Kane is our Jared Weaver Award winner of the week. Um, he is bad, and he has been bad uh, for a long time. He hasn't been good since, like, 2012, which was a long time ago. Um so here's some here's some numbers for you. The last three seasons, fifteen to seventeen, we got two hundred and twenty eight innings over three seasons. That's it's a problem. Season that's the, that means you're hurt. Yes, and we got six point three Ks per nine over that time. Three point three walks per nine. Not good, especially when you've allowed forty home runs over that time. Well, one point six per nine. That is bad. Um, this year, or actually no, on as a whole, five point six four ERA. This year he's five point five four. He's been consistently bad in this five to five four to five. Uh, 79 level uh, 75 ERA plus this year um, home run to fly ball rate is 12.9 percent which is 4.7 percent above his career average so he's just I know there's a fly ball revolution whatever um, but he's allowing that's a lot um, and he has a seven and a half million dollar buyout at the end of the season which they will absolutely be taking over his 21 million dollar team option so uh, he won't be there next year this team is bad He's made $134.74 million over his career. So I'm, I'm taking him out. Uh, he stinks. Um, this tends to happen with Giants starters, as we've seen with Linscombe um, and when Zito went there. Uh, I've re- I, I choose to replace him with, uh, I, I assume his name isn't Joan, so I'm going to pr- pronounce it Yoan or something. Uh, Gregorio? Gregorio? It's tough when it's these minor leaguers that you've never seen. Uh, He hasn't pitched in the majors either. Uh, He's 25, though. He's eighth in their system. He's a fastball slider guy, 6'7", which is interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Three RA right now, 7.5 Ks per nine, 4.3 walks per nine. But uh, when you're a 25-year-old prospect, uh, your time is now. So Matt Cain is 32, um, and he's really, really bad. And he's a soft tosser, so you're never going to have fun watching him. Um, and he hasn't been good for a very long time. So I would say it's, yeah, he's been in the Giants professional. He's been a, in the major league team for 13 years, which is a really long time, 13 seasons. But uh, 
his time has come. And as a special bonus, 104 and 114, losing record. Oh, for his career. Yeah, so. Not enough wins. Tough, tough luck uh, for your, him. Your time is now, Yoan. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Matt Cain, oh, man. I oh. hope of all the guys, the last guy to still be around is Jared Weaver. Yeah. Hope he's right. around for five more years. Uh, I doubt it. Let's see. I don't have, the list isn't complete because I haven't been good at, uh, the thing about it is some of our guys have actually been, they're gone. Uh, yeah. Um, which is, which is good. Well, I think it's just Chris Young. There's some other guy that was really, I, I don't, I feel like I'm missing one, but we have Weaver, Utley, Ichiro, Chris Young, Bartolo Colon, and Matt Kane. Now I feel like I'm missing one though. Maybe not. But maybe I am. R.A. Dickey. Bob Allen Dickey, yeah. That's uh, it. I think that's it. A lot of these guys should be gone by the end of the year. We'll see if Ichiro stays on. Ichiro. Ichiro appears to be. He was the uh, <coughs> oldest player to play center field. Oh, yeah. um, so I assume he'll be around for name Bad. or, you know, star power. But, yeah, he's. At least last year he was good. Mm. Um, he's better than he was better than he was this year. This he's, year he's, he's bad. still bad. Forty four OPS plus right now. Uh, Young obviously uh, DFA'd. R.A. Dickey and Bartolo, I think, are still pretty bad. If they, I remember yeah, that, correctly, hopefully this is their last year's playing ball. Um, yeah, and they're older, so it's kind of it's not like Matt Cain is thirty two years old. Yeah. Um, it's an old thirty two, but uh, yeah, he is actually. Um, Bartolo is on the DL, so obviously still bad. Dickey, not so bad. 5% below league average, so he's kind of turned it on a little bit. And he's a knuckleballer. He could. Um, yeah, he could be an Seems like a Padres guy next year. He would be a Padres guy. <laughs> yeah, and Utley, yeah, well, he probably throws as hard as Weaver does. Yeah. And uh, Utley is turned it on a little bit. Um, do you know who I haven't looked at in a long time, though? The man himself, Jared Weaver. 7.44? Really? No. He's 0-5, a 7.44. Oh, man. He's striking out 4.9. I guess that's why I haven't looked at him. He's on the DL. 8.1 fit. Woo. Lamette's been bad. <laughs> oh, no. But better than... 12.6 Ks per nine, though, so there's clearly something guy. Him, uh, Exactly, guy. and that, that is just fine. Um, but that's the... See, that's the... That's the wonderful thing about this, uh, this finding the, the terrible old guy, because if you... Uh, a lot of times we pick starters. If you take that guy out of the rotation, you can see if this other guy can can be a starter. And if they suck, you can try him in the bullpen. They'll probably be better there. If they suck so. there, then you get rid of them. Exactly. And you're finding these things out quicker. Um, so uh, th- there's obvious value to doing this. It's just a matter of cutting ties, which is tough, I'm sure. And it probably hurts you if you're doing it uh, a lot. You're cutting guys, uh, veterans. People aren't going to want to go play for you. If there's a risk that you'll well, do that. Well, I don't that want you them. in the first place, so get out of here. That's a good point. Veteran guy. Uh, Doug Fister apparently was a guy that the Twins didn't even claim. I got Dylan uh, G, G, G. Terrible. Right? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, he, I believe he started with the uh, the Red Sox today. Red Sox lost uh, the Angels. I picked the Red Sox, so a good two and four week for them. Oof, I haven't even looked at my, the Brewers yet, but the uh, Red Sox, it's good that they've been bad while the Yankees have been bad. Fister, six innings, three three runs, 105 pitches. I uh, got the loss, more than capable. Uh, he was with somebody, and they just, uh, who was he with? He, Houston some, last year, Angels. Right? Oh, yeah, but wasn't he with Houston last year? Yeah, he, and he was okay, fine, yeah. uh, and he's been bouncing around here. He's with the Angels. Uh, what is it? This year? Yeah, this year. 
Uh, they got rid of him. Uh, he's with the Red Sox. I don't know why the hell the Twins didn't pick him up. The Twins don't Jeez like to spend Christ, money. Man. That's their big... This wasn't going to cost... Well, I mean, I can't imagine this costs you much. Well... The God, tw- they need starters so The Twins bad. really don't like to God, spend they money. Need, oh. Ugh, I got a two and four a week, too, by the way. I can't believe there'd be a better pitcher out there in the on waivers than Doug Fister right now. For you to pick um, up and come in immediately and start. If there's a guy out there... Because they've been picking up guys left and right, and they're n- none of them are good. Yeah, I don't know. I Doug Fister, I'll you. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Terrible. They blew it there, but it is what it but is. We're picking up uh, Adam Wilk and and, and Dylan G. For God's sake, <laughs> Nick Turley. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't run the Twins. It's Terrible. As, I mean, as much as uh, I'd like to. It can't be that goddamn tough. It just can't be. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's other guys available. I haven't checked the uh, waiver. But he's been out there all year long. That's Jeez, true. What have we what have we been doing? It's not like they have some guy coming up either. They don't have anybody coming up. They Do you to- want uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to pitch for you, but Chris Carter finally let loose. No. No. What uh, I have him on the list here. What what are the Yankees going to do there at first? Tyler Austin apparently. What if he's no good? Then they're toast. Uh, they could trade for a guy. Uh there's a guy out there who I think is very good. Yonder? No. No. Ah, oh, shucks. He's like a Doug Fister guy where it's like he's probably better than, I don't know, half the uh, first baseman right th- out, out there right now. Who would that be? He's a former MVP. He's 36. He's Justin Morneau. Oh, pfft, no. <laughs> he was with... <laughs> I'd rather have Tyler Austin. No. Yes, I would. He was with the White Sox last year. He was perfectly fine, a perfectly average hitter. Yeah, I don't I think... have no idea how this guy is not... Yeah, I would pass. I'd rather go with Tyler Austin. So he's good enough to be in the majors. Yeah, probably. Not on the Yankees, though. Well, I mean, I don't know how this guy's not... I'm, I'm just stunned. Yeah, I don't know. Not a clue. I not don't a clue. No. Boggles uh, the mind. Yeah, well, sometimes oh, good th- players don't find... Well, he's injury-prone, so it's almost like, ugh, I don't want to add him to my 40-man. Well, like, all of these guys who are out there that are so bad, that are like 200 hitters, that are just garbage... And you've got somebody like Justin Morneau, who would be more than capable of hitting 260 and hitting, you know, 15 home runs for you in the second half. Maybe. I don't Terrible. know about that. He is from Canada. I he don't is. know if that helps his cause or may at not, all. May not get through the customs. Well, yeah, exactly. And the uh, maybe he's just afraid to come back to the United States considering uh, the environment wow. here. But uh, he's just too injury prone. I, I wouldn't. He was fine as a hitter, but yeah. you're getting a bad dh defensive player but that's the problem most good teams have the dh covered already um they don't want to waste it on a guy like that um the thing about tyler austin is he can play corner outfield too um and that's kind of what the yankees would rather have because a lot of times they've been going with a three-man bench uh, because their bullpen's been so bad they're trying to get as many arms in there as they can so um yeah, so, Morneau's available. I guess I'd rather have him than other uh, first basemen who um, have been good in the past. Uh, names that come to mind that I'd rather have Morneau over uh, are Mo Vaughn, uh, Mark McGuire. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'd rather have him than those players. Um, uh, Doug Mankiewicz. Would rather you rather have him than, than Chris Carter? Um, oh, boy. Yeah, because he's a lefty. And Car- Carter sucked. He was just too bad. Offensively, didn't do enough, and he was just—he didn't hit the home runs. Like and he would. seemed to make uh, bad plays at first when you really couldn't afford. Um, like he just miss a ball that was right to him. Um, 
which was bad. When you when you're hitting like that um, at at a premium offensive position, you're just not going to survive. And uh, um, eight homers is fine in 57 games, but 70 strikeouts isn't. I'm because so. he's made 11 million in his career. I'm sure some team will pick him up and he'll make maybe a couple more million in his career. It's it's a lot of money. Uh, so I'm interested to see what his lifestyle is. If he makes like 15 million in his career, he's got a big big house. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I think you. I I'd know. have a big big house if I made 15 million in like five or ten years. I'm like, yeah, yeah I could, that's probably true. Big house. What's going to be most interesting is how many uh, what what his um, home runs to to dollar ratio is going to be because he's at 158 homers and a quarter 11. of a million dollars per home run. Almost. Yeah, I mean, but consider measure that up against. Uh, Albert Pujols even or something like it's probably way better uh, than Pujols' ratio. So I don't know or move on again. This is probably bad. Major League record that I am keeping track of: Burt Blylevin's 50 home runs given up in a year. We got a contender. Is Eric Milton back on the mound? Eric Milton not on the mound. He's pitching uh, in the International League. <laughs> is he really? No. <laughs> oh, like whoa! <laughs> I don't know. You see Kevin Millar last night. Yeah, that's a home run. Publicity stunt, but it'll work. Got to imagine that was grooved in there. Oh yeah, home run sure, for sure. Still tough to muscle one Pretty over good. the wall, I think. Anyway, man, we're not quite halfway through the season. Getting close. Yeah, within ten games of halfway, mm-hmm. so maybe one or two more starts for this guy. Twenty-three home runs given up. Okay. Ricky Nolasco. Oof. Five point two three ERA. He's two and nine. Uh, he's been very bad. And I hope he can pitch 200 innings or 180 because if he does, if he, he stays healthy. If he, he stays healthy, no way. Like we're we're liking uh, getting up to that 40 mark by September. I'm very interested. No, he won't get it. He won't get 50. No way. 40? Uh, maybe, yeah. But I just don't. I don't see anybody getting 50 anymore because you don't pitch as many innings as. How many did Blylevin have to pitch to get 50? Probably got like 250, exactly. 60 innings. Yeah. In Alaska, was would you would you not think that record will be broken at some at some point? 50 home runs with the just because because more homers, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's never been more home runs hit than this year. Yeah, I would say it'll take a while though. I, pitchers just don't pitch as many innings now. That's yeah. the it's going to be kind of a battle between that and um, how many uh, I guess how many home runs there are now. Uh, another another contender for this, by the way, Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka. Got 21 right now, and he's going to keep pitching. So Keep an uh, eye on it. Nine Ks per nine. He's got. He can play Tampa every game he may get there. Yeah, I think he can just play anyone. He'll, he'll allow him. <laughs> <laughs> he's been so bad. A couple of nights ago, he was good, though, so that's encouraging. Kyle Schwarber was uh, sent to Iowa. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> because he was very bad. I don't know what this deal is. You uh, were a Schwarber guy, right? I thought he was like an MVP guy. I don't know what uh, we. I looked at him for the blog and kind of is he's not all that far off from what he did last year. I mean, as he's far not as, the worst, he's just not the best. He's hitting like one seventy. Uh, he's hit a couple of great home runs. Uh, I think he's pretty far off than he was last year. Last year he was a negative thirty nine OPS. Well, plus. like if you look at some of like the fly ball numbers and contact <laughs> stuff, well, he just and, didn't play. I mean, uh, the or year no, before. two years ago, <laughs> yeah. two years of the two games he played last year. Yeah, well, yeah, last year he didn't even have any hits. That's how bad he was. He's he was terrible last um, year. But uh, yeah, he's been bad. Uh, a lot of people are kind of coming out of the woodwork now and shoving it in everyone's face. That like said, you know, he doesn't look like he's more than like an average major league DH. Um, and I'd say I sided more toward that than a star, but I thought he could be better than an average major league. I DH. think yeah, he'll be 
Hopefully, and I still I still yeah. think he can. I mean, he has 12 homers this year. Um, that's a lot uh, considering. And I think uh, he'll figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I'd say he definitely is starting to look like the ceiling is lower. You think the Yankees are going to trade for a first baseman if this doesn't work out? Um, no, I think they're going to stick with Greg Bird when he comes back and see if they can. Because the thing about the Yankees this year is, yeah, they're playing well now, but the Yankees weren't supposed to contend this year. So it gives Cashman a little bit more liberty to make deals um, that are more future-oriented uh, than um, some of the moves a typical contender would make and the fact that he drafted Aaron Judge and the fact that he traded for Aaron Hicks and the fact that Gary Sanchez is on this team uh, lead you to believe and the fact that he stole Starlin Castro from the Cubs for basically Brendan Ryan. Um, these are all Andy brought in Didi Gregorius for Shane Green basically. Uh, these are essentially a way of saying uh, Brian Cashman is not on the hot seat uh, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need to contend this year. And another, if Cashman's smart, he kind of lets the team perform as it is, as the team is right now, so that Joe Girardi can be fired because his bullpen management is atrocious. Mm. And then you find a new new manager. Or you extend Girardi one more year and then can him after that. There we go. But I'd say no. That's my long answer. Mark Burley had his number retired. Yep, he won't he won't be seeing his face in the Hall of Fame though. I, can tell I you was that. surprised that, that they did it so quickly or that they did it at all. I see he was really good. He was good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, just to retire his I mean, he was there for a dozen years. Just retire his number. He only got Cy Young votes once. I would be fine with retiring a number. It's not the biggest thing in the world. He was a big, you know, top of the rotation guy for them for a long time. Um, who threw a ton of innings. I mean, he threw 200 innings almost his last year. He had I love that streak he was on. He had 200 innings like a zillion years in a row. So I can see why they would want to retire it, and I can't imagine they have a ton of retired jerseys. Um, the White Sox. Like the Twins have a thing. They have like their Hall of Fame, and then they have their retired number. Like they put somebody in the Hall of Fame every year. I would, I guess, you know, the White Sox haven't had a ton of guys. I think the Yankees is the same situation too because they don't retire like Tino Martinez. But they have, a, they have a ton of Park. numbers that uh, they've retired. Twins have retired like five or six. Yeah, what do we got here? I'll count them up. One, two, three. For the White Sox? No, the Yankees. Probably 20 retired numbers. I would say 20. Hey, one through nine's all used up. They got 22, but two of them are doubles if you can count. 23 if you count Jackie Robinson because then um, uh, Rivera and Robinson and Dickie mm-hmm. and Barra. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. And then the White Sox would have um, six, probably less than the Yankees. Hopefully, Frank Thomas is his numbers oh, retired. Boy, a whole, I hope. whole bunch: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven plus Robinson. Or who the hell? Ten plus possibly? Robinson. We got Nelly Fox, a Hall of Famer. Uh, Harold Baines, a longtime good player. Frank Thomas, of course, is on there. Uh, Luke Appling, I think, a Hall of Famer. Minnie Minoso, a fringe Hall of Famer. Uh, Luis Aparicio. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Kiner- Anybody in the last 50 years? Paul Canerco. Paul that- Canerco. They retired, isn't it? They do it uh, quick. Ted Jesus Lyons, Christ. Billy Pierce, Frank Thomas, and then Carlton Fisk. Uh, probably a, a good 
But uh, I'm fine with Canerco, even though it was quick. Because, I mean, four, win, 430 win home runs, 120 OPS good. plus. Yeah, he was a solid player for them. But, yeah, that's a yeah. they don't wait. Um, oh, you're retired? You're Ortiz, David Ortiz. He's like right there. Let's get this done right away. Yeah, and, I mean, when it's an Ortiz-type guy who's winning World Series, that's what uh, I mean, different. what do you make of him being called, like, the greatest Red Sox ever and the biggest? I think I Ted Williams played for the Red Sox. That's what I, I think. I think it's a bit much. <laughs> I think Ted Williams played for the Red Sox, so I think you can't say that. Uh, Roger Clemens. Um, yeah, arguably one of the two best pitchers of all time with Pedro. Uh, I can't think of anybody. Like, if, if he doesn't win, I mean, he was very good in the playoffs, so that does not hurt. And he played with him a long time, and he's uh, going to go in the Hall of Fame as a DH. So yeah, he's not uh, one of the best. He's probably not even a top five. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous for them to say greatest, greatest of all time. Like, all Are right. they saying hitters only? Like just like like I think they were talking. I mean, he, he meant more to the to the Red Sox than any other player. Well, like, I mean, why? Cy Young pitched uh, a two ERA with 192 wins for them. I just think it's so. stupid. <laughs> I think Cy Young would probably have a better uh, argument than uh, David Ortiz. I'm going to pull up their, uh, if baseball reference will, will work for and, me. and Fred Lynn and all of these guys. Well, what are know. we doing? I don't think he's, I think he's got Fred Fred Lynn beat. But uh, I'll get you their top 10, 5, 10 war, and we'll see. We'll see where he even stacks I up there. I imagine it can't be uh Yeah, it can't, great it can't be that high considering uh, he played DH. Mm-mm. All right, stop ten career batting. Where are we at? War position players. He is six behind Ted Williams, of course, at one twenty three, and then Carl Yastrzemski is ninety six. So obviously it's Ted Williams. Then Wade Boggs, I would say another player mm. better than better than David Ortiz. Uh, Dwight Evans, who played for them forever, so probably not. Tris Speaker, better than David Ortiz, probably, and then Ortiz. So and there's a couple pitchers, Cy Young, Roger Clemens in the mix. Yeah, those are just position players. Um, and yeah, I would say Roger Clemens is uh, He's not even in the top five. <laughs> well, both of the guys that I would probably say are the best pitchers of all time played on the Red Sox. So uh, you they, then there's those two ahead of him. Uh, but yeah, I'd even put uh, considering how good he was when he played on the Red Sox, Tris Speaker would probably I'd put be Ben Attendee ahead of him. Uh, Pedroia is <laughs> only a couple. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Pedroia is actually 1.7 war behind him. I'd put Dave Roberts ahead of Ortiz. What about Noma? No. <laughs> okay. No. He was good, though. There's okay, no... is this is an idea for a future since, you know, we're in the middle of, of summer here. Um, looking at Nomar's numbers, it's like, it's interesting, like, why did guys retire? Because from what I remember, he was still good. He was... Like, his last he, year he His wasn't. last year was bad. Well, let's see. He was he was pretty like, good the year before, yeah, though. Good year, bad year, good year, bad year. It's interesting. He was thirty-five. So that yeah, sense. that's why he was um because he was a college uh, draftee. Disappointing that he missed that the World Series that he was traded. So yeah, but uh, it is what it is. And then Mankiewicz <laughs> gets a World Series. Those are the guys. I'm, sure. I'm I'm not incredibly disappointed about Nomar missing the World Series. Uh, I'm sure they gave him a World Series ring, but it's not same obviously because he wasn't there no more i i often say this he was a uh uh, all of famer for well i wouldn't say that he was a uh critical uh uh hairstyle icon in new england uh as far as um uh people in new england have sideburns because of nomar he's the joe mauer of the northeast yes yes and he did it before and uh i i i'm telling you people still have sideburns to this day because of nomar 
So he had a big impact on. I mean, you, look, you just look at what he did with Boston. He I mean, was so is... good. It was so annoying because he was better than Jeter for a while, and that was annoying. Um, but wow. uh, I mean, yeah, he could hit. The guy could hit, and he did not strike out, and that was what was so was... frustrating to watch him play. It was like he put, always had the bat on the ball, and that one year he hit uh, three seventy two was just uh, stupid. <laughs> he did watching him, but he was so good. But like Jeter, uh, very overrated um, defensively, although he was good defensively. Um, but he was, uh, people thought he was like Andrelton Simmons, but he was good defensively. I, I'll give him that. Um, but it's one of those players where offense so overshadows his defense that um, you talk about his offense so much that by not talking about his defense, his defense becomes uh, underrated um sometimes another guy that i talked about uh frank thomas he could hit man and what he i mean he was good when he was and, and, and another guy i think he was hurt during that world series year he was on the team he was with the team but he was hurt and didn't play yeah, i remember um that was a long time ago it's a disappointing i remember that world series not not caring about it that much because it was um obviously being an east coast biased person uh central like Astros, White Sox. These central time starts. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Who cares? Yeah, it's what I was like. Who cares? I don't care. I'd rather watch the West Coast teams even. But uh, man, what a good player he was. I mean, look at what he did with Oakland and Toronto when mm-hmm. he left Chicago at 38 and 39. And he was fourth in the MVP vote in 06 with uh, Oakland. I believe that Oakland team beat the Twins and he hit almost 40 home runs. And the next year he's as that you know, 370, 380 on base with the slugging up of around 500. And yeah, I mean, this is a guy Jesus. who uh, hit 41 homers one year and struck out 54 times. Uh, so in 1993, so Frank Thomas, we don't talk about as much yeah. enough. Uh, but um, there was a time where he was basically the right-handed Barry Bonds. Um, Even look at his last year, what he did. I mean, he was good as a 40-year-old with Oakland. I'm sure injuries. Uh, didn't help there, but he played 55 games and he was above mm-hmm. average. And yeah, some of those seasons in the mid to late 90s, they were a bit extreme. Yeah, well, even yeah, he came right, uh, right up and was good right away. Um, basically, right out of college, I think, pretty much the next year. Yeah, he was awesome. We don't talk about Frank Thomas enough. I think there's a, a pinball machine, a Frank Thomas pinball machine, somewhere in Mitchell, South Dakota. So really, there used to be at least in uh, Doctor Lucky's. Mm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that always made me laugh. But that's how good Frank Thomas was. He had a pinball machine named after him. Pretty good. Series of note this week. Cubs are at the Nationals. Twins are at the Red Sox. Texas is at Cleveland. Then weekend series, Yankees at Houston. Could be a disaster. Uh, again. <laughs> uh, Rockies at Diamondbacks next week. Um, I don't love a lot of those series. I think they're a lot of lopsided Um well, the Twins are going to sweep Boston in four, so thank you for that. <laughs> I don't mind that, I suppose. Um, I mean, what? what let's I mean, see. What, I'll you, give you some interesting. Monday, we got. Uh, would you rather have it be a two-two split since the Twins? You have uh, invested in the Twins with the Red Sox, or no? I'd rather have the Twins sweep. Okay. Um, I don't want the Red Sox to ever win again. Ideally, um, I, I, not a World Series. I don't want them to win another game. Ideally, um, but. Uh, do the Twins have a team like that? I've, I, I've kind of wondered that sometimes. Where there's just like a, just a hatred. Well, uh, we you... always win, so there's no win. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
Cleveland's been the rival. Cleveland's been the best team. I mean, uh, like, a, like a team that is just like, you don't even want to see them win a game, let alone against you. They don't have a big rival. Cleveland was the team. I mean, they've all, the thing about, the great thing about the Central is that all the teams have been at the top. They've all kind of cycled through top to bottom. Uh, they've had. Is Cle- that the great thing about the Central? I like it because you've got, you know, the East and it's like. Isn't know, it fun when one, well, I guess I'm no, a Yankees no, fan, so, so it's <laughs> it's different, but I don't know. I thought it was fun like when the Braves were crazy good and no one could win the division. I thought that was a lot but of fun. But then like, who's the Braves rival uh, in that probably time? Probably would have been the Mets. Like you'd say like the Pirates. Or the, in the, no, it's the, I think, I think the Braves rivals the Phillies, I Phillies. think. And even that was, you know, whatever. Yeah, I like mean, back in what, like the early '90s? You're talking there about is no, mid '90s. Yeah, there is no Yankees, Red Sox, of course. Like Florida but, knocked them uh, off a year. Uh, the Mets, they them and the Mets were pretty. You know, they had a three year stretch there. Where the Mets and Braves were pretty, a pretty good rivalry. Well, I think NBA or um, not NBA, NBC Sports's guy Craig Calcaterra, or however you say it. I think he hates the Phillies, if if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so like the Phillies were good for like one year, and he's a Braves fan. Um, like ninety three, and then well, they didn't went. they win like one year or something. Ninety three was the one year, and then they were bad for the next thirteen years. Yeah, but still, and then they were really good again. They though. were good for a few years. Um, there. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they were World Series five years in a row. They were a playoff team. Um, and then the last of them, they were a hundred and two win team. So it's obviously good. But then they're, I mean, they won eighty eight games in two thousand five, eighty six the year before that, and then eighty six the year before that. They were pretty like a pretty pesky team in the race yeah bobby brayu scott Rowland teams were, were pretty good um but uh yeah that year they lost the world series they were really good too obviously but yeah i don't know cleveland's the team you don't particularly like cleveland was the team they had to overtake because cleveland won the division every year the division was in existence for like six years so they had to overcome cleveland and they did and the twins won it three years in a row and then the white Sox just came out of nowhere and won it one year the Twins basically dominated there for about an eight-year stretch. The White Sox are always fun. They would have some barn burn. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Torrey Hunter knock down the catcher, just completely kill the catcher. No-name catcher for Chicago. So Chicago is probably a pretty good rival, uh, the most exciting uh, mm-hmm. back in those mid-2000s. Uh, Detroit came up out of nowhere, and they finally were good again. Um, and they had the one-game playoff, which is one of the best games I've ever seen in any sport. Uh, so that was fun to see Detroit. Uh, Kansas City is just a goddamn annoyance because <laughs> they've only been good for a couple of years. So uh, I don't enjoy Kansas City whatsoever. Um, so Chicago, they, as far as the heat of the rivalry, it probably got the most heated with Chicago. But uh, Cleveland's been there probably more than anybody. And uh, Detroit's been in the mix quite a bit. They've gone back and forth with Detroit. And they've they've won some games. They've lost some games. Lost a one-game playoff, one nothing to Chicago. Uh Ken Griffey Jr. threw out Kadire at home. That was uh, oops. But then uh, that Detroit game, that was Wait, an amazing. Who's game. who's Ken Griffey Jr.? I feel like I've heard of him. Ken before. Griffey Sr.'s son. Oh. his dad was a ball player. Okay, that would make sense that he and would make Jr. So it's like uh, Gary Matthews Jr. He's just kind of like has the athlete yeah. genes. Okay. I always hate like Steve Smith Sr. With the Raven, <laughs> yeah. like, there's no reason to for you to put your senior, your kid's not playing. Right. Your kid's three years old. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to use senior. Kind of weird, I guess. And, well, he didn't do it for the longest time because he didn't have the senior. And you still don't need to do it so, if yeah. you have a kid because he's well, not playing. You can just call yourself Steve Smith. Yeah, I'd say in Ken Griffey's uh, situation, um, 
obviously the junior would make more sense considering his dad was a known uh, and Cal Ripken his dad managed and was around mm-hmm. well I would say that would be fine too although players can do whatever they want and then there's going to be that day where they have their nicknames on the back of their uniforms in like August a weekend or whatever <laughs> that'll be interesting so uh yeah I feel like uh Ken Griffey Jr.'s would just be junior but um Joe the Milkman Mauer <laughs> or any other I don't know any other twins nicknames Buxton, Ray Charles, oh, Byron, <laughs> Byron Buxton, also known as Ray Charles, something like that. Yeah, that'd be uh, uh, probably not great. There you go. Nicknames, we'll see. He has, yeah, nobody has nicknames. Mike Trout might be back sooner than uh, than we expect. Might be back in a uh, before the All-Star break. Yeah, he'd like to think so. Um, uh-oh, looks like Adam Ottavino's blowing it up. Oh, poo. So, uh, better luck next time, Rockies. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of lot of things happening in the baseball world and nicknames are probably the least thing least exciting thing that we have to look forward to. Home yeah, run derby's being talked about too. Already. Talked about it last week. I know. And people are just going crazy. Judge are excited for your guy. It's gonna be yeah, a show. You're gonna have thirty home runs by the break. Yeah, let's just make them save them for the Save him for the uh And then we can't wait to hear games. when he struggles in the second half and say, well, because it was the home run derby. <laughs> oh, we have. Oh, we got some huge news here. Oh, we do? Looking at this Dodgers box score. Oh, boy, yeah. 12 to 6, they won. But somebody gave up a walk. Oh, no. Kenley Jansen walked a guy. Oh, today. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 52 strikeouts, one walk. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam Adovino, six earned. <laughs> Oh, no. What a bad game for him. Ura goes up like two runs. Oops. So much for that uh, uh, Rockies bullpen we were talking about earlier. Senzatella, uh, where were you at, Senzatella? Put McGee uh, was bad, too. Oof. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Ra- wrap it up with a win of the week. Mitchell edition again. Oh, boy. Uh, Mitchell played Pier on Friday nights. The Govs? What, sure. Is that what they're called? No, sure. they're not. It's Legion. Post-State. Good enough for me. Yeah. They had a guy go six innings, gave up seven runs, got the win because his team scored 13. Mm, nice. Second game, uh, starter goes two innings, gives up five runs. He's pulled. Uh, next guy comes in, gives up uh, two runs and two innings, a little better. Last guy comes in, goes two and two-thirds, gives up one run. One run was the game winner, walk-off. He pitched the best of anybody. He got the loss. Yeah, I'd say those games are always going to have funky uh, funky wins, probably. Two runs, uh, two innings, five runs. Two innings, two runs. Two and a third, one run. The guy who pitched the best got the loss. Yeah, well, baseball uh, doesn't particularly credit the, uh, the best. best with the, the thing they deserve. But um, that is life. Dumb. Baseball mirrors that. Dumb. <laughs> so. Next week, we'll do a show. Probably, the first yeah. one. In July, or halfway through the season, month-wise, we'll talk more about it. So things will happen. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Oh, boy. Um, your, your parting shot. The Yankees stink, and hopefully they never play the AL West again. Um, and good riddance to Chris Carter. That's my parting. Buddy Bo Shears, he was great this week. There you go. Thumbs up. Maybe we'll get him on the show. Buddy Bo Shears. Maybe he can play first base for the Yankees. May as well. Yeah. We'll give it a chance. Yeah. We'll try out first base. It's getting cloudy. May rain. I don't know. Uh, iTunes, 2080 Baseball Podcast, all the good stuff. So uh-huh. may have a guest next week. We'll see. I don't know. 
don't know. We'll see. <laughs> 4080 Baseball Podcast. We'll see you next week.